Good evening to you. It's 11:11 uh, 11, 11 p.m. on Tuesday, November 15th. Your Purdue Boilermakers have just improved to 3 and 0 by beating Marquette in the Gavit Games event at Mackey Arena. They won 75-70. Um, I don't know if I said that. I kind of got ahead of myself. 75-70. They're now 3 and 0. That's a good, good thing. Uh, Marquette looks like a tournament team to me. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but first let me thank our sponsors. Thanks to Martin Vintage. Head over to Martin Vintage after you watch this. Go to martinvintage.com, uh, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a sweatshirt, enter boiled at checkout, get 15% off. And when you're on campus this weekend for the Northwestern game, it's going to be a little chilly. So maybe to, uh, to avoid some of the chill in the air, you can duck into Martin Vintage or duck into, um, Two AJs on Vine, grab a pint, grab a burger, grab some Italian beef and some funnel cake fries and some uh, mac and cheese bites and and enjoy the day. Enjoy some other football after you've watched Purdue hopefully win against Northwestern. It's eatajs.com. So as I said, Purdue wins 75-70. to 70, And if you watch the entire game, you could really say probably what I said, what I saw. And that is um, Purdue... Didn't look like they were going to win that game. It just didn't feel that way. Every time they would get close in the first 30 minutes, uh, first 32 minutes really, they couldn't get over the hump. They would they would get close, they'd touch the lead, and then Marquette would take it and hold on to it for a long time. I think they said uh, towards the closing uh, minutes of the game, Purdue only had the lead for like four minutes up to that point. Uh, but really at the eight-minute uh, mark, the uh, eight-and-a-half minutes left in the half in the second half, Purdue found another gear. They went on a bit of a tear. There was a there was a big a critical possession that I noted on Twitter at about seven thirty five, where Marquette got three good looks. Uh, two of them were threes. They missed they missed all three shots. Uh, Purdue wouldn't grab the uh, wouldn't grab the uh, rebound, which was kind of indicative of, of how the whole game went. Um, there are a lot of possessions that looked like they should have been shorter for Marquette but they weren't made shorter because Purdue just uh, wasn't on the glass on the defense like we had seen them uh, in previous games. But still, uh, they managed to stop Marquette in that possession. And then right on the other end, Purdue went down and scored. I think it was a, a Brandon Newman uh, two. That game, that that possession felt like it was a bit of a fulcrum point. And sure enough, it was. Purdue, I think, in that period starting, what, a minute before that was like a 17-2 or 17-3 run. They go on to win by five. Probably should have won by more. Didn't hit their free throws down the stretch. It didn't feel like a game that I was too worried about, though. And um, I don't know if you feel the same way about that, but uh, a lot of people on Twitter were getting, uh, were biting their nails down to the, the cuticle, and I just didn't, I didn't feel that way. Um, once they kind of started feeling it, it, uh, it just felt like a different game. I'm going to go over the stats here in a second, but before I do, I want to go about with, go with my gut first and say, um, Braden Smith, uh, was, Braden Smith was awesome. Uh, he played again with a lot of pace. He annoyed the hell out of Marquette at different periods of time. Um, he had a charge call that was kind of pivotal towards the, in those last couple minutes that really wasn't a charge. He just, he, he totally flopped. And I thought he was going to get a flop warning instead. One of the refs blew the, blew the whistle, called the charge on, uh, the Marquette player, um, but it really felt to me like it wasn't for Smith kind of turning the energy up and Zach Eady just simply 
so it was like two different two different games. Edie was nice and steady most of the game, and Smith uh, really in that last ten minutes uh, was the fuel that made the thing go. Also, Caleb first had a there's an impo- another important play if you want to look at it and break it down. Just a couple key plays that felt like they turned the game. Another one was uh, Caleb first had a block shot and then it turned on the other end to a Braden Smith two and uh, forced Shaka Smart to call a timeout. If you didn't watch the game, uh, you could. I think maybe a really, really noteworthy thing is that Marquette, they, they press all game. Uh, they, they throw it, they throw the press aggressively at their opponent and Purdue only had six turnovers. They had a couple towards the end of the game that weren't great. A couple possessions where it kind of felt like old Purdue basketball with uh, some of the woes they've had with some of the, uh, the uh, point guards of yore. But all in all, Purdue handled the press pretty well. I'm going to look over the, the stats real quickly, and then it looks like i got a good, good, good amount of people here uh, watching, listening live. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope, uh, hope, your, hope your evenings are going well. So, so the big story, there was a guy named Joplin on Marquette that I thought for sure Joplin was going to kind of propel uh, Marquette to the win because he started hitting shots in the second half, and it just kind of felt like, okay, it's going to be one of those days where this one guy propels them. Or he, sure enough, he's a six-man. He finished with 21 points, went 7-11, had uh, five three-pointers. He played great. Uh, they had a couple other guys that played really well. Uh, but really, they missed a ton, a ton of threes, especially in that last 10, 12 minutes. That really hurt them badly. They still shot 30% from three, but it felt like they were shooting. And I don't have the stat in front of me what they were doing the, that last 15 minutes, but that was an absolute killer, killer for them. Um, yeah, they, uh, uh, it's the first time I've looked at this, uh, Marquette out-rebounded Purdue, which is pretty, I think, that's something that I think this team, this Purdue team, is going to pride itself in beating teams on the glass, and they did not win that battle tonight. Uh, they did not have enough defensive rebounds, and that almost spelled doom for them. But honestly, if Marquette would have shot a little bit better, the game may have may have gone a little bit differently. It felt like they were taking stupid shots early in the shot clock, kind of like Purdue did last year, and Purdue was the anti-Purdue of last year, just taking smart shots down the stretch, drawing fouls, doing the little stuff. Um, they played they played a, a good brand of basketball, really, in that last 10, eight and a half minutes. But the rest of the game, it just didn't feel like it was going to be a win. Uh, let's look. Uh, Gillis played 19 minutes. That didn't have any points. Zach Eady, of course, 20 points, 13 rebounds, uh, had three blocks. I thought he'd get a credit for a fourth, but he didn't. Uh, Braden Smith has uh, 20 points, um, only two turnovers, three assists. Didn't really light it up there. And then you had uh, Lawyer had nine points, uh, went two for four from three off the bench. Uh, Newman had a solid game, was making big shots, uh, seven points, nine rebounds. Um, and then uh, Jenkins had 10 points. And he had a, Jenkins had a period of time where he kind of took it over himself. He was looking for a shot. I think two or three possessions in a row he scored in that magic turn of the game at around the 10-minute mark, maybe about a nine-minute mark. He, he started feeling it. Uh, pretty amazing stuff, by the way, if you haven't read up on uh, what he had to go through to get that eye to the point where he could actually see. Um, that dude's a tough guy. And um, I think Matt Painter talked about it in his show. I heard it someplace, but... Um, what he had to go through for just a simple black eye. I mean, that's a hell of a black eye. He had blood that wouldn't drain out of the, the socket. Um, so he had to have a mild, um, minor surgery. Easy for me to say minor surgery. Um, and then he comes and he's still shooting, which is pretty incredible. I don't think he's practiced much at all in the last 10 days. Uh, maybe he's starting to practice a little bit more now. But 
pretty heroic type basketball and, and uh, really tone setting stuff for a guy that transferred in to really buy into the, I don't know anything about Jenkins. I'll be real honest before this year. And he seems like a Purdue guy based on these, the stories, the toughness here. Uh, Purdue uh, only shoots 66% from free throw, free throw line. I think that 70% is really something they just, they got to freaking be able to hang their hat on this, but one for two U Purdue con- continues to have uh, struggles from the free throw line, especially down the stretch. Um, also, let's see. Yeah, Edie went to the free throw line five times. Smith went six. Um, Edie's got to get the line more. I think that's an important part for Purdue to to really become a better team, to be the team that I think they're going to be in January. Um, and then uh, they shot thirty three percent from free throw from three point line, forty eight percent from three, or uh, from from the from the floor. I apologize. Mercy tripping all over myself. But they improved to three and zero, and like I said, I think it's as, to me it looks like Marquette's a tournament team. I might be wrong, but they look pretty solid, and they do things that'll make it really difficult on their opponent. That that press is no joke. Um, the old Shaka Smart havoc from VCU has returned because he doesn't have the size that he had at Texas, so he's just got a bunch of guys that are better athletes, and uh, they make it difficult on their opponent. So Robert Gill, uh, he's checking in here. Uh, said great resiliency in the second half, and no doubt, Robert, that's that's kind of the whole thing that defines this win for Purdue. Um, that's a big deal. Let's see. I want to uh, see what Purdue's got next. Uh, next up, we got West Virginia. This is this is a, this is a good stretch here. I got West Virginia, and then at Florida State. So um, this is a tough stretch, an important stretch of the season, um, the pre-con. And then they got that. Uh, they have a weird couple of uh, conference games in a four-game period. They'll play Minnesota and Nebraska before another stretch of uh, non-conference foes. So, um, but yeah, these I'd say this these three games really define um, how how easy the path to the tournament will be. Because if you can if you can pick up Florida State's not playing well at all. Uh, that's one thing I know. I watched them play the other night. They're not playing well at all. The they're Maybe one of the most uh, disappointing teams in America right now. Put Louisville there with them. But uh, West Virginia will be tough just because they always are. So these are two good games in a row where you're going to be tested because you got two really good defensive teams in West Virginia and, uh, and Marquette. So uh, Scott uh, Justak says uh, Smith was beast tonight. Smith, I don't know if I'd give – I probably would give Smith my game ball just because I think that energy really turned the game. And that stuff matters. Tough not to give to Zach Eady. Also, I would have loved. I, I love Brandon Newman. You guys know that if you if you listen to me, watch me often. But I would like to see him in the game a little bit more, especially down the stretch. He was shoot, shooting well. He makes. He's making great decisions this year. Um, he looks like the guy that I was hoping he would be. Um, he's you know coming off the bench playing solid ball, so that's a big deal. Uh, ben Gloyd says, any ideas why Waddell was in to end the game? Also. Do you anticipate uh, Newman starting once uh, Big Ten play starts? Okay, yeah. So I was just talking about Newman. Um, so I think Waddell is in the game because I think Painter really likes him. I think he likes the fact that he's a guy who plays. He plays a a smart brand of basketball. He 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 had a foul there at the end that um, that looked pretty bad. Where Marquette was able to shoot three uh, free throws. They only made two of them. Uh, but it looks like he was trying to avoid the three, and uh, it looked like a pretty dumb foul, actually, to me. Uh, but I understand the intention there. But, um, yeah, I do think – I think Painter trusts Waddell, and um, and he likes all the little things that he does, so I think he was in there for that reason. I don't know what um, 
uh, type of free throw shooter he is, but I'm guessing he's pretty good, and that's part of the, the equation as well. So just a, just a guess. Um, Newman being a starter, I would love to see Newman as a starter just because, um, to me, he seems like – I mean, I like Lawyer playing, don't get me wrong, but I think Newman is probably a, a more complete player at this point, and then bringing in Lawyer off the bench wouldn't be a bad thing either. Also, maybe right now uh, it would help Lawyer get into a better rhythm. You know, we've seen – glimpses of what lawyer can do as a shooter and so maybe we can do that uh move moving newman in the starting role makes a lot of sense to me but i don't know i don't know what everybody else thinks i'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second um ancient astronaut says i'm very surprised by smith he's really uh gonna ball out final four okay wow that's uh that's uh that's a lot right there so uh i'm not surprised that smith is good i'm surprised that he's this good um, I don't know if I'm going to say Final Four just yet. But point guard play is always important uh, in March, so hopefully they can uh, do what I think they're going to do here in the next month and improve a lot and gel a lot as a team. Um, they still look like... Um, they still don't put together um, big chunks of time where they're, they're playing consistently. Um, they're still not... Uh, I guess they're moving the ball really well, but they're just not knocking down threes at the end of the movement, which is really weird because they're getting very, very good looks. And I think these guys can all shoot, but for some reason, the shots aren't falling at the rate that I thought they would be right now. Um, like I said, Marquette's a good team. I think Marquette at the end of the game was a little bit gassed. Maybe, um, I mean, I would think they're in tremendous shape because they always run that press, but um, they look like they faded a lot in that final 10 minutes. Uh, John Younger says, uh, what is Waddell's strength? If it's not shooting, he seems to be way off on the shots. Yeah, I agree. But I, I answer that a little bit. I think, I'm, I'm telling you, I think this guy does little things. I think Painter appreciates that. Painter always talks about this idea. If you listen to him over and over, he'll say, I want guys who aren't just shooters and aren't just scorers. So if your shot's not falling, you're still doing things that are important. Um, he was trying to teach Newman that lesson all last year, that, Newman's obviously a scorer first, right? He's a guy who is, you know, last year especially, his energy for much of the season would be predicated on if his shot was falling or if he was getting shots. Well, when you're not getting a lot of minutes, it's really, really hard to say, yeah, I'm going to come in, give three good minutes, hopefully make one shot, and if I'm not, I'm going to be doing little things on defense and, and uh, making smart pass and that sort of thing, being in the right place. So I think Waddell does that, and I think that's that's got to be it. It's got to be all about trust from Painter. Um, uh, ben, ben Gloyd says, uh, Purdue missed out on a lot of long rebounds. Yeah, they did. And you would think that with, you know, I said, I think I said Newman pulled down seven boards, and Smith, I think, had, what, three or four. Um, those guys are going to pull down those those rebounds. But, yeah, they, they that's that's a missed opportunity, and that's that's the way you close a game out and it, without any drama. Um, and make the game that where it's not even close, but it, it didn't happen that way. And they Purdue needs to be a team that dominates on the glass uh, to be good. Um, they really need to start hitting threes, though. Honestly, that's a bigger thing. Um, uh, Ancient Atomic Immortality says we needed a guy exactly like Jenkins last year. He's a natural leader. Yeah, he is a natural leader. Like we were talking about, you know, doing the doing the stuff where you're just toughing it out, right? This team is so much different than last year. I cannot get over how different they are from last year. I know we lost, I don't like saying we, Purdue lost four starters, um, and obviously that's a big deal. The team has just a way different makeup, but, uh, man, they are so different uh, 
defense is extremely important to this team. Generally, rebounding is a big deal. They're, they're unselfish. They play physical. Um, they don't seem to wilt under pressure. Uh, last year at times, the team would make such stupid offensive plays where they would shoot early in the shot clock or uh, not understand the the importance, the, the gravity of the moment. And it seems like this team already seems to gather just in their brief understanding, just in the, fa- the fact that they're so young, they're still getting things, it seems like, as a team a little bit better. We saw last year veterans making stupid decisions, especially down the stretch. And um, obviously that team was super talented and could score. But this team, man, they can play defense and they, they play smarter. So it's fun to watch. Uh, Alex Chatton says West Virginia uh, is that three-game tournament. Okay, yeah. So this is that Nike tournament. There you go. So, um, yeah, I, I was just looking at a raw schedule. Thanks for reminding me about that. That's that uh, Phil Knight. Is it a Phil Knight birthday thing or something like that? So I hope, I think, they used to give out uh, at those, those tournaments, the teams would have special different uniforms. So that'd be kind of neat to see if Purdue got an alternate uniform out of the deal. Um, but, yeah, that'll be cool. And and that there's a lot of opportunity to play. So that, that means they'll play West Virginia. And then I think they'll have a chance to play somebody even better. So, yeah, that's cool. That's a, that's a good event. Glad Purdue's in that. Um, three games the next four days in uh, – three games in four days next week. Yep, that, that's a pretty good test of their medal, especially as a young team. That's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for the reminder. Appreciate that. Um, Josh Clark says we need to start Newman and then lawyer off the bench. Agreed. I, I think it'd be great. I think it's a good move. I, I, I trust Painter and I think he's doing some things psychologically trying to build guys up that need building up and maybe, um, remind guys that they can do things other than, you know, just come off and score. And maybe he's continuing to teach Newman a couple things, but man, to me, Newman is making such good decisions and he deserves to start shooting well, playing efficiently, making good decisions. Let's see. I, I'm not going to go back to the stats not do that. Mark Goshorn says, I'll be surprised if Jenkins doesn't start next uh, to Smith next week. So there's a, another guy. that. that so we're going we're gonna to have like seven or eight starters. Um, uh, and Waddell, he says Waddell was in for perimeter defense at the end. He's long and quick. He has got extremely long arms. And he's, what, three or four inches taller than his dad. So it's pretty neat. I don't know if you guys – I think we talked about this last year, but it is funny. You've got – Waddell and Martin sons on the team. And then you've got what King's great nephew. Is that you guys can tell me the, the, and then Barrett's son. That's, that's pretty cool to have that many legacy players on one team. It's really, really cool. And uh, to know that Waddell is a, a going to be a significant role player, if nothing else, that's pretty, pretty darn cool. And if you're old like me, you remember, you know, I was on campus when, when um, Conzo and Waddell were there. So, Obviously, that's a, that's a big deal to me and, and guys in my age group. So, well, I'm almost to 20 minutes. I uh, just wanted to give a quick post game on this. We'll get one more comment here. Brian Hannon says, Newman was out of position on defense several times, made some bad passes. Seems much improved on offense this year, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's out of position a little bit but on defense. A lot of guys were out of diff- out of position on defense tonight, I'd argue, especially as they rotated. They, they did a really good job moving the ball putting Purdue out of position. Um, Marquette got good looks, man. Um, they got good looks, and they rely too heavily on the the three, and they don't hit enough of them. Uh, but, yeah. So it, I, I'd probably have to go back and watch the game again to dig in deeper. So if you're correct that he was out of position that, that, long, that many times, that's guaranteed why he didn't get 
minutes down the end and down the stretch that I wanted to see him playing. But um, I just love the way Newman's playing. I think he's so much improved over last year, and I I love that guy <laughs> when he came on campus too. So so I got I still think he's gonna have a great career at Purdue, and, he, and there's there's big upside there. So thanks for tuning in to everybody. Thank you for being here live. Thanks for listening to it taped. Um, I'm hoping, and I don't know, I haven't even talked to the other guys about this. I'd love to have a handsome hour uh, on Wednesday or Thursday, but we haven't really talked about it internally. And then, of course, the Northwestern game is on Saturday. I'll be there if you see me. Say hello. Uh, that means I won't be able to do a post game until either Sunday morning or late Saturday, something like that. But hopefully we're celebrating a victory and maybe thawing out a little bit. It's going to be a little chilly in Ross-Aid. And... Um, if I were Jeff Brom, I would just say, everybody, uh, get ready to run because Northwestern has struggled uh, to run the ball. And on the other side, they're going to be on their third string quarterback, maybe. Um, there's a lot of reasons to just say, let's just eat up a bunch of clock because Northwestern likes to play this fast paced game. Let the third string quarterback come and make mistakes and then Purdue just play solid on the other side. Maybe we'll see Maccabee just put up huge numbers, but it is senior day. So who knows? Maybe Payne Durham and. Um, and AOC will have a huge game. That's always fun to see on, on Senior Day. But like somebody said on one of the boards, Senior Day is weird sometimes, right? Sometimes it, it kind of plays heavy. You know, it feels heavy to some guys, and they, they don't play loose. So you never know what you're going to get emotionally there. So, um, yeah, Robert Gill has a very logical uh, prediction. Uh, get get Maccabee a 1,000. <laughs> I got it. Okay, so 1,000 yards on the season. Dang it. I, see, I'm bad at doing two things at once. Yes, Robert, that's correct. They need to get him to 1,000 yards on the season. I think he needs, what, 120 yards in both uh, each game, so 240 more yards. I think that's right, Robert. You can tell me if I'm right. Um, so he needs 120 yards each game um, to get to 1,000 on the season. I think he'll be very, very close, and that'd be pretty darn cool. That just There aren't a lot of Purdue backs that have run for 1,000 yards in a season, and hopefully we'll get to see Devin do it a couple times. So. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. If you don't have tickets, go get tickets. There are still a couple thousand left. And uh, yeah, Robert says, just to get 240 on Saturday. Get out of the way. It's a good idea. After that, old Logan Bucket against the unlikable Indiana Hoosiers and their likable coach, Tom Allen. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. God bless you. We'll see you.